Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out. Honestly, being 25 is weird because we either pursue certain goals without questioning if they're what we truly want, or we're not sure what direction to follow, and that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, I'm 25, and I decided to ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what they did, what were their beliefs, what they've learned, and what's their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn, and I believe that by listening to others, we can reflect and learn a little bit more about ourselves and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to a new episode of Project 25. Today's guest is Linda Espinosa Valencia. She is 42. She was born in Merida, Yucatan, Mexico. She immigrated to Canada in 2005 after marrying her current partner, Steve Ross. She became a dual Mexican-Canadian citizen in 2011, and she has lived in Calgary, Alberta, San Jose, California, Seattle, Washington State, and currently she lives in Milton, Ontario. Linda is a go-getter who loves to make a difference in people's lives, and although Linda's career has been mostly in the business and marketing field, her time living in the U.S. was very transformative, and she discovered a new career path. The past three years, Linda has transitioned from a business strategist to a justice, equity, diversity, accessibility, and inclusion consultant. She has never been more motivated at work as she is now. She's a volunteer mentor at the Black Professionals in, in Tech Network, and she's starting a Latinx organization to increase visibility and representation of Latinx people in Canada. Linda is very proud of her roots. She tries to visit her hometown at, at least once a year and learn more about her culture. She loves to spend time with her family going for hikes or visiting new places in Ontario. She loves unlearning and learning history, learning about people's experiences, especially those that are very different from hers. She loves dancing and listening to music. Welcome, Linda. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Andrea, for inviting me to be part of this project. You're most welcome. It's a pleasure for me as well. So, Linda, I wanted to ask, I already have your name and your age, so I meant to ask, what is your title or how would you describe yourself? I, I don't want to start with my title, actually, because I think that's very capitalist. <laughs> well, um, human, woman, she, her, ella, pronounce. <laughs> um, I have a beautiful family. I'm a mom of two. And what I do is I do justice, equity, uh, diversity, uh, inclusion, and accessibility consultant. And that's what I, what I do. I'm a consultant. And I work for, with organizations, either private or public, to, do, to start their, what, what we call EDI journey, and to start in their, in their organizations. That's awesome. And Linda, what did you do when you were 25? So were you studying? Were you working? Or what were your hobbies back then? So I, at 25, I was just moving back from Canada the first time, actually, the first time around. I lived in Halifax, Nova Scotia for six months. I was uh, uh, working a little bit there in uh, English school for, you know, like, students coming around the world to study English. 
I was doing the marketing for them. And I recently moved back to Mexico because I found out that I couldn't stay and I didn't want to stay without papers and things like that. So I decided to move back to Mexico and I was working for actually a pretty big company in Mexico called Cerveceria Cuauhtémoc Moctezuma, who are the makers of a beer uh, like Sol and Dos Equis. And I was the marketing coordinator for the southeastern uh, states in Mexico. And I was recently engaged with my Canadian boyfriend at the time. And now we're married for 16 years. I was, I was preparing a wedding. We were married in Mexico, which was a big wedding. <laughs> it was really awesome. And Linda, when you were 25, what was your vision of the world? So were you religious or did you have a big belief? What did you think back then? So back then I was somewhat religious. I well actually was married through the Catholic church, but I already was kind of like questioning if I really wanted to be part of the Catholic church that really went with my values or, you know, I was just questioning a lot of things. Like there, there, there were a lot of things that I w- wasn't agreeing with and that a lot of news when I was in Canada, like I felt that I got more news about what was happening in the Catholic church as a whole than I did ever in Mexico. Like nobody talks about well maybe now it's different but back then like nobody talked about anything bad about the catholic church and then when you get out of mexico and you hear all these different things happening you're like why am i doing this like why am i part of this so that was definitely questioning back then my favorite things to do while i was there was definitely hanging with my girlfriends i love i have very nice group of dear friends that I know since middle school uh, so hanging with them and then going out for dinner with my fiance at the time and the, my family visiting new restaurants I took some salsa lessons because my fiance wanted to learn dancing before the big wedding yeah so it, it, it was a very individualistic vision of the world for sure you know like what I wanted where I wanted to go and as definitely a very like meritocracy so like that you yes if you work hard if you work really hard you will get there you know there's nothing that will will stop you if you actually put on the work which now I know that that's not the truth you know there's a whole system that actually can prevent especially people of color and you know marginalized uh, communities to actually be successful and you know create wealth and and all that so but yeah at 25 I was not aware of any of that ignorance is a bliss sometimes yes yes knowledge is power but kind of a burden I would say (laughs) definitely (laughs) and Linda so I meant to ask so you're like you do you're a consultant but now, like, besides that, so what do you do? So, and like, you can talk about your work as a consultant, but from you were 25 to this day, like, what has changed? Either in the world and in yourself, in what you do, in what you believe? A lot of things have changed. The world has changed. I have changed. You know, after marrying my husband, like, we moved to Canada 
And after Canada, after six years in Calgary, we moved to uh, San Jose, California. And that was around the time that Trump got elected. And that just was a complete change for me and how I view the world. And it, it was because I realized that like a lot of the rhetoric that he was spewing against, you know, Mexicans and Latinos, Latinx people, like we kind of believe that, you know, like we're kind of fed that same rhetoric in our countries, you know, like for the people who unfortunately have to leave their countries and go work in the fields in the United States, like we're told that these people are like, why would they leave? Why do they go and be treated like trash in the United States? Like, why would you want to do that ever? And obviously our own privilege doesn't let us see that obviously they're not having a good, they don't have good opportunities. Their kids are in danger for, you know, the violence that's happening in their hometowns and things like that. But we don't see that because we are living in our own privilege. So we just see that they're being treated bad. And why would you ever do that? Because they have no choice. So this thing that, oh, they're bad people, they're rapers, they're, you know, they're criminals and things like that. We, we believe that too, when it's not true. It's not true. But I didn't, actually, when I moved to the US, I never wanted to be compared to those people. I said, I'm not like them. You know, I'm not like them. I'm here legally. I'm here, you know, I'm educated. I speak English pretty well, you know, all these things. So like, like it kind of like confronted my own racism, thanks to Trump, <laughs> uh, which is crazy, but that's how it happened. <laughs> so that really opened my mind to, to learn and unlearn the, the different things that you know, they have been fed to us. And I started learning about the system and how that system divides us between them and us. And we're better because we're educated and they're worse because they left and they're being treated like trash. And, you know, like same thing, this thing of work, 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 no, you know, no rest, no nothing, because you need to produce, you need to you know, seem like a good citizen because you look, you're brown. So you need to do extra, you need to do better than anyone else to even be given a chance. So I learned about that for sure during that time. And that changed my worldview. And that's how I went from doing marketing and business to moving to social justice and you know, equity and diversity uh, consultants. Thank you, Linda. And I meant to ask, so, well, it's kind of tied to what I asked, <laughs> but so what do you do and what are your beliefs? So now what I believe is that you shouldn't need a religion to be a good person. You should be a good person because it's the right thing to do. And I mean, if you want to be part of a religion, I totally get it, you know, like it's community, you know, but the moment that a religion is telling you to, that is dividing you from other people who are telling you that some people are terrible and some people are better and, you know, that these people are sinners and then it's like, we're all sinners, <laughs> we're all, you know, like we're not, we're, no one is perfect. So you should be a good human because it's the right thing to do. 
And if you want to have a religion, then make sure that your, your religion follows that path that, you know, if there is a deity, a God, a higher power, they will never divide, you know, they will want to love everyone equally and they will want everyone to have a good life, you know, and not some living in the street and some living in palaces. So that's a very firm belief that I have now that I will never join any religion that is asking me to discriminate against a certain group of people. Mm -mm. And, you know, after my time in California, I moved to Washington state and I met an amazing group of women that were working so hard to bring, you know, equity, diversity, and inclusion to the school system where I was and to the local government. And I became part of that because I lived in a predominantly white area and I felt like isolated from you know, people who looked like me. So joining that community was amazing for me. They saw the real me. They saw my potential. They encouraged me to be unapologetically me. And that's when I saw what they were doing. I said, like, this is when I, this is what I really want to do. Like, this is, I, I think I've always been wanting to make a difference. You know, it's been always part of me. But seeing really how what they did made like a transcends, you know, any like it can really make a big difference in people's lives. That's where I was like, okay, that's 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 what I want to do. And Linda, I asked I asked you this question on the Spanish version of the episode, but because I know that as a social justice worker, like it can be very difficult like mentally and like physically like you can burn out from all the injustice that you <laughs> come across so how do you like what do you do to find balance and not burn yourself out and not give up for the cause that you care so much about that is a really good question and it's a real struggle doing this work, there's, there's a lot of unlearning and there's a lot of learning. And one of the things that you learn is that, you know, like racism and, you know, patriarchy and misogyny and all that, it's not one person or a group of people who do that. And that's why the world is like that. But you learn that it's a whole system that has perpetuated this the injustices for years and years and years and years and years. So when you learn that and you kind of like learn how to identify it and how to call it, so you see it everywhere and it's exhausting. It's exhausting because you're, you're like, you're watching a show and you're like, oh, that's not cool. That shouldn't be happening in 2022. You know, like it's just it, it, it's it's hard to 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 kind of like because it's not a job, it's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's it, that's clear to me. It's not a it's not only a job. Yes, it's what I do, but it's a way of life. So it is very important that one you take breaks, 
take breaks from social media, news, and things like that. When you need it, when you feel that you're overwhelmed, it's very important to take breaks. The world will still be there. And the justices will still be there, unfortunately. Two, that you have a community of people that either do the same or they don't, but they're willing to listen to you. But to be honest, like they don't have to do the same, but they, they have to be kind of like in the knowledge of this work, even if they don't do that for, for a living. Because when you kind of like decompress and you talk to them, they won't feel attacked or they, don't feel, they won't feel that you're you know, attacking them personally or whatever, but they will understand and they will comfort you. They will cheer you up. They will, you know, because this work, in this work, you will get a lot of no's you know, like either from organizations, from groups, from, you're going to get a lot of no's. So you need people to lift you up when you get the no's. And when you get the yes, which is amazing because real change, you know, you will change either employees' lives or people's lives or youth lives. Then they will, you know, like party with you and, and, and enjoy this big win. Like even the little wins can be big for people. So it's very, very important to, to, to keep this, you know, at forefront, to, to take care of yourself at forefront, because the real burnout, definitely, it's something that happens a lot for professional, for consultants or professionals to do EDI, and then a lot of them stop doing it because of that, and the system counts on that. That is insane, but I'm glad that you have your and like different activities that you do or prefer not to do in order to take care of yourself. It's a struggle. I have to say, I, I'm, I'm speaking big game now, but sometimes I'm like, my husband is like, like you're looking really, can you please take a break? And I'm like, I don't need a break. <laughs> but yeah, it is really important. It's, it's a struggle. Everyone will tell you because you feel that the work is so much that you, if you take a break, it's going to get worse. Right. But there will always someone be there to keep the work going. So it's important. And Linda, talking about challenges, I meant to ask what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Definitely the biggest challenge has been to, to stay true to myself. And I realized that I lost a lot of myself with all my moves. You know, I moved Canada, Mexico, then Canada again, then California, then Washington State, and now Canada again in Ontario. So the need of fitting in, the need to belong somewhere, even where you don't really belong, if you're true to yourself, it's big, right? Like kind of like a survival mode, you know, like you need to belong somewhere. And I noticed that that happened a lot. It happened, like, I think the biggest part for me was in California. Like, I needed to fit in. And I, I definitely feel that I lost a lot of myself. And then when I moved to Washington State, which is hilarious because it was, like, the widest area that I lived in, um, I found this group of people of color that saw right through that and pulled the real me out and cherish the real me out and empower the real me out. And that's priceless. Like, I can't put a price on that. I will, like, these people are my people, you know, like, and they're from 
all over and, and they're every race under the sun. Uh, but they remind me that I don't need to settle for less than who I am, you know, and the, what, what I am and who I am is amazing and it's important and it's needed and my talents are needed. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's very empowering. And it was a wake up call for sure. And how easy it was to kind of like blend for a while, you know, it was easy just to, hmm. but then I did feel that the some, something was missing, that, that I wasn't a hundred percent happy. And, and I was like, what? I, I couldn't put my finger on it until I moved to Washington state. And, and these people helped me, you know, bring back Linda. <laughs> that is beautiful. And Linda, I have another question. So what has motivated you or what motivates you? I think what motivates me now is just to make a real difference in people's lives, to leave the, the, the day I leave this earth that, you know, that will, it will be better than before I, I was here. You know, that's why mentorship, mentorship for me is so important. You know, to build community is so important because helping each other, that is how we make things better. Not just looking out for oneself, but to looking out for the community. And, and I think that's one of the lessons that we learn in this pandemic. We need each other. Like, even if I'm vaccinated, if another person is not vaccinated, this, this pandemic is not going to end, right? So, you know, like, these little lessons that, well, not little, actually huge lessons that the pandemic taught us. I'm hoping that we learn. <laughs> but I think that, you know, like humans are the one thing that, you know, we, we are not so great at. You know, we forget very easily. We forget, you know, that's why I love to learn and learn history. You know, I want to learn the true history because it will show us our good moments and our bad moments and our mistakes and how we can do better so yes helping people that's what motivates me making a difference that's what motivates me thank you linda and i meant to ask i know you'd like do you want to help people and make the world better and those are some of your like motivations and i meant to ask what are your goals like those are also goals right but but I meant to ask you, yeah, if there are any um, other plans that you have for the future. So right now, my number one is to keep discovering, exploring this Linda who, you know, kind of like lost her a little bit. And now, you know, I'm back with her and I want to have this long lasting romance with her. <laughs> So that's my number one priority right now, the, this acceptance of the good, the bad, medium, everything in between, you know, and because that's the only way you can love other people, right? If you love yourself, that's, that's the only way you can give, you can't give what you don't have. If you don't have love for yourself, you don't, you can't love other people. So that's my number one goal and priority this love 
romance with myself. And second, when, when talking about more like a career or, or what am my plans to do for the community next is one of the things that I noticed when I moved back to Canada is that people, the average Canadian have no idea. There's actually a ton, millions of Latinx people in Canada. There's a lot, but nobody knows because we're all spread out and we're just blending in, you know, like what, like what I did in California, you're just blending in, not making noise. We're just playing nice. We just want to be here to get some, some of the privileges, privileges if we get, we get, if we're quiet. So I want to change that. <laughs> I want to create this community, a national community where we increase visibility and representation for Latinx people. There's a lot of us here, but nobody knows. Um, so to create opportunities for us to create um, workshops and, you know, to bring to the front, you know, like issues that our community has and that we don't even know. I was reading the other day that we are like maybe 2% of the, the population of Canada, maybe more because I said the, when, when the, when the census is done, is not done properly for, for Latinx people. But anyway, let's say around two or 3% of the Canadian population and 19% of Latinx people died of COVID. 19% when we're only 2% of the population. So those are the things that are not talked about. The pay gap of Latina, Latina women, it's huge. Nobody knows, nobody talks about it. So all this thing, we can't we can fix things if we don't talk about it, if we don't know about it. And for that, we need to form community. And that's what I wanna do with my partner, Ana Maria. Um, she's in Montreal, I'm in Ontario. We wanna create this Latinx community for women and non-binary people to create more representation and take space in Canada. That's really awesome. And you said that, uh, you're going to launch the organization in September, right? <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. Well, let's see. It's, it's a big goal, but we're trying to do that. Yeah, make sure to share us the information. So I will. I will for yeah. sure. And uh, Linda, I meant to ask uh, because you told me too that you are a mentor uh, for young people. Like I, I mentioned that in the intro. So I meant to ask, what would you say to today's 20-somethings who, you know, may feel lost or stuck or even that they think they know everything and that the world owes to them. <laughs> so like, what would you say to all of those 20-somethings that are waiting to take on the world? Well, the number one thing, as I said, is love yourself. Love yourself. The good, the bad, the in-betweens because that's the only way that you can give anything back. You know, like sometimes we think that we have no talents, like, oh, I don't know, I, you know, I'm an average person, I have no talent. That's not true. That's the system talking to you and letting you, trying to bring you down. You are worthy. You have everything you need to be an amazing person and to succeed. You know, that the system won't allow, that's a different story. But talking to yourself, you should always tell yourself, you are worthy, you're amazing, your talents are needed, the world needs you, your community needs you, 
and what you can bring, only you can bring that, that hands down. Two, if you already love yourself a lot <laughs> and you believe all these things, then the second thing that you need to do is like, what are the privileges that the world and the system is giving me? Like, what do I take for granted every day? And use that to help the people who are being marginalized. You will never have a biggest satisfaction in your life to know that you've made a difference. Like you can have all the money in the world and all the purses in the world, whatever is your thing. Nothing will make you as happy as to know that you made even a little small difference in someone's life, right? So do that, you know, like you have, and, and never think that it's too late to do anything. <laughs> never is too late to start anything. If you think that what you're doing right now, you don't love it, you can change that. You know, it's never, it's never too late to, to start over, to, to do something new, to do something that you love. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> <laughs> and Linda, I have one more question. And yeah, it's basically, is there anything that you'd like to share that you think it's important and I didn't ask? Yes. And, and I should have said that to, uh, to young people, politics, you know, politics are super important, even when they're boring and, you know, like I get it. You know, when I was 25, I did not want to know anything about politics. It's gross, you know, like they're just old people, like, you know, like being ridiculous and things like that. But unfortunately that affects us all especially young people. The people who think it's not getting affected by politics is really affected by politics, right? And sometimes we let things happen to us when we're not paying attention. And you don't have to be in political science or anything like that. Just pick a lane that you're interested in that is important for you and make sure to follow, you know, information about that to make sure that there, you're not going to be affected, affected negatively or a community, a, you know, a big part of the community is going to be, get affected. You know, like I was talking before about Brexit, right? Like young people, when Brexit happened, were like, but, 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 but why? But, but, but it's like, you didn't vote. Older people voted and they wanted that. So you can't complain that now. If you think your vote doesn't count, you're mistaken. There is the system telling you this. So you don't vote. So it is very, very important to vote. It's very, very important to look at the candidates and to see who's going to be, be the best candidate for the marginalized communities. Because when marginalized communities do better, we all do better. When people with disabilities do better, we all do better. When Black and Indigenous people do better, we all do better. So please, Pay attention to politics. Thank you so much, Linda. I really loved learning about your experience. And I'm sure that this will be very helpful for a lot of people. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I don't think so. Thank you so much for, for this. This is great. I think it's been very useful for me to, to go back and think about what are the things that I was doing at 25, how I have changed. 
just looking at the photos, I was texting my girlfriends in Mexico and <laughs> I was on one of my best, best friends is like, I need you. I need to find a photo of me when I was 25. I don't know where I put it. I moved so many times and she came through and she sent me some and, and it was just so nice to see and, and, you know, go back to memory lane is just hilarious and, and, you know, you see how much you've grown and, and how much you've done. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. It's an honor. And keep us posted regarding the organization. <laughs> yes, we don't even have a name yet. But I will definitely let you know. <laughs> thank you so much, Linda. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the episode or you think it will be helpful for someone, feel free to share. You can also find the written stories at medium.com slash project 25. If you know someone who would like to share their experience being 25, you can send me a message at the email that's on the episode description or through our social media channels, which are also listed on the episode description. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.